All right, girls, in this episode, episode two, uh, Kayla, Georgia, and I talk about what we eat and specifically what we find works best for our bodies um, and also what we can manage sustainably as a system of eating um, and why it's worked for us and also things that haven't quite worked for us as well. So, guys, we hope you enjoy this episode. Please like, share, and also subscribe, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Welcome to the Strong Girls Talk podcast, ladies. We're here to talk all things fitness, mindset, and health practical to the women we train. My name's Ellie, and along with my sister Georgia and cousin Kayla, our mission is to help empower you to be stronger and fitter, not only physically, but mentally as well, ready for all that life throws at you. As coaches of our own gym, providing functional fitness for women, we not only coach our clients on how to do deadlifts, squats or pull-ups, we want to help you on your journey of self-confidence and body love. So if you're looking to improve your life with awesome breakthroughs, advice on nutrition, training and mindset specifically for women, you've come to the right place. Let's go. Alright guys, welcome to Strong Girls Talk uh, Podcast 2. We're talking about uh, our experiences in nutrition today. Um, so I think like the first few podcasts we're just going to do um, mainly for us to get used to it and kind of get a bit of a flow going between the three of us. See what you guys listen like listening to. And then we hopefully get some um, people to interview on as well that are more in-depth um researchers and more knowledgeable in certain areas than us so that we can give you guys some awesome information but today we're essentially just going to talk about our experiences in nutrition and our stories in nutrition um so we've got georgia and kayla here as well say hi hello hola as i sit here and eat my oats and protein and eggs <laughs> nice what's in that thing kayla <laughs> Well, you'll just have to find out. No, <laughs> I'm like, are you going to talk about it? <laughs> um, so, essentially, what I wanted to do, I guess, is talk about. Um, I'll go first because me. I'm the boss. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'll just go first to kick us off, I guess, and talk about my experience in uh, nutrition. I guess a little bit about how it's probably like a bit of a step in the right direction for me in terms of uh, what works and what doesn't. And it obviously has changed over the years and will continue to evolve and change um, because I think that the more that you know and the more that you try, the the more kind of knowledge you get and, the, of course, things are going to change. Like you're not going to have a fixed view probably on everything for your whole life. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you do. <laughs> well, uh, just as a bit of a disclaimer as well, like everyone's different. Everyone's going to respond differently to different styles of eating. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, figure out what works best for you, your body that's healthy and sustainable. Um, and nutrition is one of those areas where people get, like, really riled up about as well. Like, I've seen people get – like, they get really defensive about what they eat and – um, it is a sensitive topic. Though. Yeah, it is. I think because it's so personal to the person, it's probably yeah, you know, keto, and it changes. Vegan, yeah, it changes over a macros, as well. Mm, flexible dieting, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you're confused, we're just going to shed some light on a few of what they mean. Those words, if you're unfamiliar, and uh, just share a bit of our experiences with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I suppose when I was younger, like I probably followed like a pretty when I was trying to be skinny. 
Um, <laughs> it's like, all the times I was eating cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I would follow a pretty low-fat uh, diet because that's what was prescribed by, I guess, the health authorities in Australia. So, um, and, ski yogurt. Yeah, ski yogurt, <laughs> which was low-fat. With um, cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, with, like, muesli and fruit, which is super Special high in sugar. Yeah, crazy high in sugar. Um, and you can only eat, like, a very small amount because it's so high in sugar and the way that your body processes it just isn't really efficient I suppose kind of like empty calories like you know mm. you eat like a lot of it or a lot of calories I should say and it doesn't last you very long in terms of energy and it just spikes you up and down so you feel energized and then you get tired and feel hungry mm-hmm. yeah I mean well hours. well this is the whole thing I guess fat has a higher calorie content per gram than um Cubs or um, can we just yeah. go through that as well because that's going to come up in the macros as well. So we've got um, your macronutrients, your carbs, fats, and protein, which Ellie's yeah she's going to talk about I think a bit more. But um, your carbs have I think it's four grams, um, yeah. four sorry four calories per gram. per gram. So carbs is four calories for one gram of carbs, and then. One gram of protein is also four calories, and then I think one... it's four kilojoules because there's four kilojoules of a calorie. Man, we should have researched no, it's this. Definitely calories. Look, the point is <laughs> fat has more calories than both uh, Proteins protein and carbs. And, and carbs. However, the, the way that it's used in the body means that if I was to have 100 grams of fat and 100 grams of carbs, depending on where those carbs come from, it's uh, digested very differently and used very differently in the body. For example, you have in sugar, you have glucose and fructose. Fructose is uh, sent straight to the liver to be metabolized as fat uh, because your body just, uh, I suppose it's a bit of an evolutionary um, side swipe um, because uh, fructose is fruit sugar and back in the day, fruit was pretty unavailable most of the year. It was only available in times of plenty, which would be like spring and summer. So when we eat it, we have this um, mutual beneficial relationship with it that we pip out the seeds and we get a lot of uh, stored energy from that fruit sugar, which yeah gets stored as fat. But then in times of hardship, which is generally like autumn winter, um, we actually have those that fat stored to last us throughout that time. Um, so back in the day when food was obviously probably a bit of an issue for most people like we didn't have farming we weren't able to just like be like oh we have like a granary of uh wheat or barley or whatever the the crop was that we were um that we were harvesting um you actually had to forage for your food which was much harder to actually get the necessary calories so our body's very adapted like holding on to those calories which is why sometimes it's so hard i think for people to lose weight and and um you know, get rid of that excess fat today is because your body's like, well, what if I starve? Also, even though you're eating, like, higher calories when you're eating food that's got more fat in it, it's still, it's lasting you longer. It's more like, satiating. Than, yeah, so if you can imagine, this is, like, the example I like to use, like, like you know those Cadbury dairy milk chocolate blocks? Like, I could probably <laughs> eat, like, three of those in one go if I wanted to. Yeah. But the dark chocolate ones, like, I have, like, half a block and I'm almost full. So the dark chocolate one is actually one block is I think it's just a few more calories than the milk chocolate one, but it's much higher in fat. 
Mm. So yes, it's more calories, but you probably eat half of it and be like, oh man, I need any more. There's also really interesting research, um, I guess in the marketing industry for food about, uh, it's called like the sweet spot. So they want to develop foods that are sweet enough for you to keep going back, but not sweet enough, but sorry, but not too sweet that you want to stop eating them. Um, that sweet spot. Yeah. So, and you know, I remember, so <laughs> this is a funny story, but I remember eating my first uh, block of that Oreo Cadbury's chocolate. Oh, yeah. And for me, that I, my, that I could feel my brain going... Like, every time like, you go past the Soviet, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my, yeah, seriously. Like, my brain just, it was just such a high pleasure, like, hit of dopamine. It was, <laughs> it was, like, yeah. I really felt it. And I think I must have been eating really clean or something. So yeah. it was probably way worse than maybe if I ate it now because I'm I not as clean at the moment. Much. But, um, yeah, it was just so this like crazy. I like everyone went to that phase a little bit. Or, yeah. And then when the M&M chocolate bars came out. So that was, like, your, like, bing. Yeah. And, like, every time you go past the server, it's, like, comes into your mind, like, should I get an M&M chocolate? Mine's so, Nutella, I think. There you go. Well, actually, not anymore. I went cold turkey last year and <laughs> quit that addiction. And quit smoking. Quit, it is kind quit, of like quit, addiction. Quit. Like, it's like, you know, for, for it smokers, is, they, they, like, want a cigarette. Oh, it's like a hard thing for them. And probably when they get in their car, they think, like, oh, I want a ciggy now. Or, you know what I mean? Or, like, when they go to the service, should I buy a cigarette? It's kind of the same with chocolate. Like, you get to you pump up your petrol and you look, and it's like the shining packets of all those chocolates and it's like um, oh. yeah and then it's kind of like a trigger it is definitely sugar definitely has that addictive quality and for it's different types of sugar for everyone like some people like chocolate some people like lollies some people are savory cheese oh, some people are addicted to broccoli definitely not many yeah some people not many <laughs> well, no not broccoli. really it doesn't have sugar in it glucose but like yeah everyone's got their own they're in hit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I was going to say as well, then you have uh, glucose, which is a different type of sugar or carb. Um, and that's actually metabolized straight in the brain. So it's a much better, uh, I guess, sugar to have because, or part of, or carbohydrate to have. So when you eat things that are more glucose based so things like rice and um i suppose different types of grains and things like that um the way it's metabolized in your body is just i suppose it's oh. pure energy just put it behind just pure energy um instead of for example if you eat fructose uh from it's a fruit sugar um which is metabolized in the liver and stored as fat um and the big thing is Table sugar is 50%, um, fructose 50%, uh, glucose. So whenever you eat things with common table sugar in it, 50% is being stored as fat, 50% can be used as energy. Um, and this actually adds up to a significant amount of um, uh, of the carbohydrates that you eat being stored as fat. That's just an interesting way of looking at it rather than just, I suppose, um, eat this X amount of calories and you'll be sweet or fats, carbs, and proteins, and I can't really speak to macronutrients because I haven't really done it before. Um, I'm going to dabble in it moving forward, but in the research that I've done, you could eat a high amount of fats and uh, glucose and still maintain a healthy weight or even lose weight versus if you are calorie counting and eating 500 of your calories in chocolate, for example. Mm. Yeah, 
It is calorie in versus calorie in, out. In a way, yeah, in a way, macros is sort of calorie counting because, but it's just the breakup of what those are. Uh, yeah. Has a certain amount of calories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just the breakup of, you know, so, so you're not getting your 100%. Do you want me to explain it now? Do you want me to go through it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I did about 16 weeks of um, macros when I was back playing football. Um, we had a little bit of a sponsorship thing going on with the team. So it, it was great to have like a coach that was able to take into account like my individual body weight, um, you know, my breakup. Um, and you know the exercise that I did and body shape and all those sorts of things uh, body measurements uh, to come up with a um, well essentially they come up with like an amount of calories you should be eating a day like they work out your basal metabolic rate and they work out your TDEE which is um, like your resting metabolic rate. yeah exactly and um, so how much you should be eating per day, like based on, you know, the exercise and stuff that you do. And then break it and up, then into break it up into, yeah, and break it up into protein, grams of carbohydrates and grams of fat. Yeah, based on your goals. So like, you know, some people are looking to weight gain as well. So they're looking to uh, put on muscle and, um, but at the same time, you know, still, you know, minimizing the amount of fat that they put on. So they might have a different breakup of uh, macronutrients but essentially they still need to eat more calories in than they're burning off if you want to lose weight you want to be consuming less calories than uh what you're what you're burning um but in saying that you know you need to do it in a healthy and controlled sort of way um otherwise you put it back on yeah and this this whole idea of like flexible dieting if it fits your macros all that sort of stuff what it essentially says is you can get your carbs fats and proteins from any any source really but you know like if you're into health and lifestyle you want to be sort of keeping that about 80 percent of it from you know healthy foods like vegetables and um you know natural proteins and stuff like that um, rather than you know sugars and things like that yeah so so I did this 16 weeks um, I found like I was training at a high level at the time um, I was being very strict with training training twice a day sometimes um, it is very like it is strict you have to weigh all your food you have to put it into a um, like an, an app so like for example everyone sort of uses my fitness powers um, one of the main apps to sort of type in each food and it comes up with the breakdown and, and puts it all together for you. Once you're sort of doing it for a while, you sort of know how much each food sort of contains. So for example, like you might be eating 100 grams of chicken, right? And you think, oh, that's 100 grams of protein. Well, it's not. It's 30 grams of protein and it's got a bit of carbs and, you know, not much fat in it. Um, so yeah, it's just being wary of all of that sort of stuff. And I found it really good. I started... Um, what was your breakup? my breakup yeah. so my breakup and this is probably a lot because I was training a lot so I, I started at about 310 grams of carbs a day yeah. a day wow. yeah and a hundred and I think it was 140 or 50 grams of protein and then like 60 grams of fat which I found just getting that amount of fat in and that amount of protein like really hard like I was eating more fat than I should have and mm. less 
and protein that's what it is with than macros. Actually. It's always hard to get the protein up without increasing the fat. So they yeah. kind of expect you to eat this high amount of protein, but not as much fat. And it's hard to, like, if you eat like salmon or something, it's like almost equal fat and protein. Content. Yeah. So and as as I was as I sort of progressed through the weeks, um, they would put my they would change they would change it up. So I'd do some check ins, like you know photos, body check ins, and stuff like that. And then they would put mainly my carbs would go up. So I was able to, as I went along, I was able to actually eat more carbs, but still be getting leaner. Like I was probably the leanest like that I was at this time. Mm. Like still maintaining my You're muscle, lean. still maintaining my muscle, but um, um, yeah, eat, eating way more carbs. They put my fat up a little bit. Um, protein sort of stayed. Stayed around the same. So, um, so you were eating think, more calories is the point, right? Yeah, I was eating more calories, but I was still getting leaner just because of the breakup and still maintaining my muscle mass. So, yeah, it was like I had a great experience on it, but in saying that, yeah, you do have to be pretty strict, pretty dedicated, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but you don't want to become obsessive. So this is my issue is that when I was younger, I was pretty obsessively calorie counting mm-hmm. and I yeah, just – my brain – well, yeah, no, it would always be like I would calorie like at a severe deficit for like two weeks and I'd lose heaps of weight and then, then I just crash and fucking burn and just be like, give me the food and binge and yeah. all that. Yeah, we've And it would be like, I'd be like, okay, like I've been so good, I'm going to have like one cookie. So I'd have like a cookie and then all of a sudden I'd like black out and the whole like the whole thing would be gone. <laughs> I didn't like how I knew what I was doing. Anyway, so with macros, it sort of allows for that. So you can work, like if you want to have that cookie, like you can work it into your macros. You just have to <clears throat> yeah, I work just, somewhere else. I think it's like more of a, like a subconscious cycle, maybe not subconscious is the wrong word, but it's like a psychological tick for me, like counting calories. Like, just have one. So, well, it's, well, it's, it's obsessive. Like for me, when I... Like I was doing, so I was counting some of the macros the other day and I was sitting there and I was like getting my calculator out and I was like, and, and I was like weighing stuff and Tristan was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Tristan's always part. And he could see, I think he could see it. He was like, why don't you just eat that? I'm like, no, 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 we got to like do it this way. And he was like, okay, like that's a bit, it's a yeah. bit much. And it's probably a bit much if you haven't, if you're not into it or you haven't done it before. But then other people are like, okay, I'm eating a lot of carbohydrates, but I feel like when you've eaten more protein and fats, that's when you've been your leanest. So I think yeah. it definitely depends on your body type. Like depends I, on your goals. I yeah. can definitely eat more carbs yeah. and feel pretty good. And well, you go on a low-carb diet and you feel like shit. Yeah. yeah. And you go on a low-carb diet and you feel, like, energised and amazing. Yeah. So my, I guess, that kind of tunes nicely into, like, I did paleo for quite a long time. So mm-hmm. after my obsessive eating low calorie diet, low fat, disorder. <laughs> low fat diet. Um, I got into fitness. I was just eating like normal, I guess. Like let's say I was having like a uh, porridge for breakfast, like a healthy sandwich for lunch and something. Whatever oh, we didn't talk dinner. about my porridge. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> it's gone now. So. Um, we can talk about it after. Um, it's gone now. <laughs> um, and one of and I'd gotten into training and uh, coaching people, and one of my uh, I guess mentors suggested eating a certain way, which was kind of based off um, Charles Poliquin and like what he prescribed. So essentially, paleo maybe with like a little bit more carbs, but um, that led me that type of eating led me to go full paleo. So getting rid of um, so eating. Uh, 
No, nothing processed. Nothing processed, no dairy, no legumes, no grains. Um, I think those are the four main ones, no sugar or anything like that. So it's mainly like you'd have like steak for breakfast with like a bit of avocado and salad. Um, so it's quite high in fat and then the only carbohydrates yeah. you're getting is like salad and vegetables. Which yeah, which worked. You have re- to eat quite a lot which worked, to get a bit of carbs out. Yeah, which worked really well. Obviously. Like I st- still, I would recommend it for anyone that has digestive issues because that was the other thing. Like I had quite bad digestive issues. For some reason, Kayla always wants me to talk about this, that I, like, literally would poo once a week. Once a week! <laughs> Which Kayla can't, can't quite believe. No, I think I did that when I was, like, three. Yeah, but that was when you were three. That's another thing that you like, also have, like, or had, or, sorry, you still have, like, a sensitivity... Almost like you're semi-allergic to like a lot of food yeah, which is and you cut those out. Interestingly enough, now I can get away with eating a lot more crap without having those issues. Mm. So it's almost – and there's like a lot of research into gut health and things like but that. Also, so almost an autoimmune disease, isn't it? Like, yeah, but you can – the I feel like the good news is like you can almost like – like not if you're actually allergic. Like if you have like a lactose intolerance or something, like obviously you have a lactose intolerance. Like mm-hmm. you don't break down the enzyme lactase. So you can't actually process that yeah. and like that uh, protein. Let's talk about how you've increased your gut health and how that's. Well, because uh, I went from yeah, eating yeah, a lot of a lot of carbs, a lot of almost like processed foods, and when I say processed foods, I mean like breads and cereals and <laughs> sauces, shit. packaged shit, yeah, Stuff that which go which, on the ingredients and you don't know what half mm, the things are. And most people perceive a lot of these things as healthy, but they still have a lot of preservatives and colors yeah. and flavors and sugar. Just have a look and, at the ingredients yeah. and see if there's any weird words on there, like. Lots of lots of presents. Yeah, like no, that's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not something you want to put in your like, body. Blah, blah. <laughs> so the other big thing was cooking from scratch, which I'd like never really done before. <laughs> I literally didn't. Like, cook I never did that. Before. I used stuff in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so cooking vegetables fresh, going organic, um, and then eating uh, ethically sourced and sustainable proteins, um, which became pretty important. Um, and what I found was a drastic increase in my gut health. So I used to poo once a week. Now I poo every day. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Woo! And, what, and it's like Many a, times not a, day. a sloppy poo. It's a big poo. It's a hard poo. It's a, it's a perfect poo. It's a good stool. It's a good stool. It's a perfect stool. You know, if you're like got a sloppy poo or rock hard poo or you poo once a week or whatever, like, Go that means you have bad <laughs> gut health. It's not normal. Yeah. What if I don't in the morning? Let's start an Instagram page. Everyone Instagram. Post, post your poos. We'll dictate that. The on Instagram. Guys, this morning, my poo was medium soft <laughs> and medium large. I'm sure you could get an expert to, like, diagnose Clean it. Clean or... <laughs> Yeah. Is it a What's clean wrong with it? Ball? Yeah, well, it's clean true. Like, if you've got like funny bowel movements, then what? You got issues. <laughs> you got funny what? If, you've, if you're like no, but I think a lot of farting heaps or like you got sore. No, um, I'm pretty sure farting's good. No, but not too much. <laughs> oh, you know when you get really oh, if you get stomach cramps, if you eat chocolate and then you get really gassy and oh, you have yeah, stomach yeah. cramps, like that's because you. But like you know, it's like oh, it's because I eat that chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Anyway. <laughs> so, so you increase your gut health and you believe that you've sort of changed the way your gut works and now when you eat something a little bit unhealthier, it's okay. Yeah, so there's okay. a, exactly. So there's a lot of evidence to suggest that your gut microbiome is really important and especially as well how in dictating how you eat and... and how it metabolizes as well. Yeah, so... Certain um, certain microbiome that they find living in, I'm just going to say skinny people because it's like easier for people <laughs> to visualize. That skinny people that eat whatever they want know. and still say yeah. stay skinny. Like we for example, about last week, ectomorphs. Um, they they have certain microbiome in their gut which you only find in the same body type, if that makes sense. So they believe, and same with people that are obese, they always find the same microbiome in people, yeah, people that are obese and they, no matter what they say, no matter what, sorry, no matter what they say they do, um, no matter how much they exercise, they always find it really, really hard to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And generally like a healthy um, gut microbiome um, is associated with like healthier beings versus an unhealthy microbiome, which means you have less diversity, less amount of microbiome, because it's constantly getting wiped out by various things, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, they find that you have more problems with digestion, yeah. high rates of obesity, inflammation in the body, things like that. And everyone's been there. Like you all look at like your friends or your family or whatever, or just people that you know. And there's you know there's people who eat whatever and stay like quite a healthy weight and healthy amount of fat. And you might think, oh, they're probably really fat inside or whatever, but they you know they may not even be. And then there's other people who sort of struggle to lose weight, even though they're doing all these diets and eating healthy. But obviously, the main goal is to try and sort of change the yeah. microbiome in your in your gut which you feel like you've yeah. done. So the use. big thing for microbiome is number one, antibiotics, wipe it clean pretty much. Like it's really hard for microbiome if you are constantly on antibiotics to to have a good diversity and have yeah. good numbers. So does um, probiotics help then? I'm I don't want to answer that because I'm not hundred <laughs> percent sure. Like I maybe um I'm not, you should take them anyway. Yeah, I guess you should take I guess there's some research. I'm not I haven't researched probiotics that much so I'm not quite sure but what I do know is that when you eat a variety of fruits and vegetables different proteins and a wide range of um, I guess uh, foods it's better for that microbiome because they pick it up and you also want to think about eating organic for a certain amount of time I mean it's good anyway I think um, support local farmers is always a good thing um, but the problem with uh, pesticides as well is that they tend to block those inhibitors in your gut. Um, so block the um, enzymes in your gut from working properly. So um, because the enzyme catches, let's call them that, so like an enzyme will go into like a block to, to work, it'll block that block and then you can't use that certain mm-hmm. enzyme. So um, if you really want, I think, for your health to feel better and um, if you know that you have like indigestion problems, poo- pooing problems, <laughs> cramps, things like that, like I would always be like doubled over in pain with like intestinal cramps and things like that. And you went and saw so many different people, like you went, went and saw so saw many different like people, doctors and food psychologists yeah. and all this stuff. And then it's like really you just, I mean, I guess the thing that was the transformative thing was like you started eating um, kind of organically and paleo, and then and like from knowing you, I remember back in your um like days where you were always trying to lose weight and look a certain way and everything and you had a, like nowhere near as much muscle or a, you were probably much higher fat body mm. percentage back then 
you would eat things and like you would go straight to your thighs. I don't know. Like you would eat stuff and like it wouldn't like you could you would eat bad foods and it would really show. And then mm. now, like sometimes, like you'll eat just kind of like bit of chocolate or whatever, and it doesn't seem to have any bit. effect. <laughs> Well, like, even you could, you could think well, that now. And well, you know, I went on holiday. Let's put it this way. I went on holiday and ate whatever I want. Um, and it fine. was fine. <laughs> yeah. And just Whereas I feel like if I did that. Still absolutely shredded. Six years ago. Well, <laughs> um, but I feel like if I did that six years ago, or maybe more, I don't know how long I've been doing it for, but yeah. if I did it before that time, like, I go on holiday yeah. and eat that way, and it would be a disaster. Like, I'd be paying for it yeah. for months and after. And I guess what you can like take from it is like it's not it's not a quick fix it's a slow burn like you're and people who have that healthy sort of lifestyle don't go up and down with their weight yeah before you were going up and down all the time and now you're pretty consistent doesn't matter kind of what you like obviously if you went and binged for like six weeks and it would undo everything but like you're kind of eating whatever you feel like, which is includes healthy foods, and you're staying the same. Yeah. Even if you do Look, go away for like a week. Like intuitive eating, you know, you sort of yeah. know what works for your body. Even if you go away for a week, you're not going to put on, like, 10 kilos. Yeah. Which I know and, um, I've seen people do, like, you know, eight-week challenges or whatever, and then just eat whatever they want after, and then just, bam, go straight back on. Yeah. Like, you can't do... Like, it's good to do, like, a challenge or something, but to change the way you see food, the way you eat. And this is the big, yeah, this is the big thing. You don't, like, you're not eating food, for me, you're not eating food to just look a certain way. Like, you're eating food because it, well, yeah, to feel your body. But it also has such a drastic effect on not only your your body but also your psychological health, your mental health, your physical health, and if you're – yo-yo dieting like I was so like say I was like I'm gonna do eight weeks and I'm gonna like absolutely like you know calorie deficit da 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 and I to be fair like a lot of the eight weeks that are out there now are like much better than what they were back in the day I guess like eat a carrot yeah eat a carrot and some hummus I don't know um but they're much better in terms of like much more variety in the vegetables that they have much less um processed foods and stuff like that which is good um but you've also got to have that mindset shift, I think, on on why you're actually what you're actually trying to achieve and like why you're doing it. Because if you're doing it to just fit into a pair of jeans or look mm-hmm. a certain way, the long term effects of that aren't going to be as substantial. Versus yeah. if you do it for, it's I actually feeling. have to, yeah, I actually have to do it for my health. I actually have to do it for the longevity of and myself. You don't have last, to do it. We talked about that last week. You get to do it. You're going to change your mindset as well. You're going to change the way you sort of think about it. Um, and in saying that, in talking about that, has anyone had any like experiences with fasting, five two, like five two diet? Oh yeah, I, did. I could never yeah. fucking do that. Yeah. I didn't because there's some research now to say that intermittent fasting is a good thing for your body, you know, give your body a rest from... No, I did it for six weeks. I ate between... So just just to explain... I ate between eight and four. The five to... Yeah, so that's intermittent fasting throughout the day. Yeah, you restrict your hours um, that you eat through the day. So yeah, it might be something like... So you don't eat for 16 hours. Yeah, you don't eat for 16, but then you eat all your calories for eight. On Saturdays, I wouldn't eat till like two p.m. I know a lot of people who have done five two, where they eat for five days and then they have two days of really low calories, yeah, and it's never they've never lasted. Calories. They've never been able to do. My it. My monster does it. 
Does she? Yeah, she's been doing it for years. I think it's pretty she hard does, to she eat five hundred calories in one day. She started with five two, and then uh, she went. She like she she lost the weight that she um, wanted to lose. It was just like five kilos, and then um, she now does six one. So just one day. Of, it's not no eating at all. It's just like five hundred. Yeah. I think a day. I think you realize how addictive you how addicted you are to food. When yeah, you and it just breaks it. the pattern. And it's definitely something. It's kind of like getting rid of an addiction. Like it's it gets better. Like you you start off like the first time you do it. Like after a few hours, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm really hungry. I really want to have breakfast. Like if you're used to having breakfast when you get up, like it kind of goes against what's been uh, traditional good in terms of having six meals a day blah 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 it's actually telling you have one meal or two meals mm. a day and stop snacking and like i think that is brilliant because a lot of people snack way too much and that's like uh what do you call it when they're not conscious about eating it it's like unconscious calories like they're not actually print like they're not really there when Present they're eating when it they're, eating. they're just they're just eating and then they don't remember that they've had it mm. like it is good to sort of sit down and have your meal and digest it and like I've, I'm eating now. Do you know what I mean? Rather than eating, while I ate. <laughs> <laughs> rather than eating on the go, because then you kind of like it's almost like you forget that you ate it, so you don't really um, feel full from it, or you don't really feel yeah. the energy from it. But yeah, it's definitely like it takes a little bit to get used to, because at the start you're like you get really hungry, but it's like you don't need food. That's like a fake. Yeah. That's just sit with that for a little bit. A, sit with that yeah. discomfort. Well, it's probably I like a habit. Feeling, I think yeah. hunger comes in like waves of 90 minutes or something. And yeah. it's like, you know, at that time, you know, like 12 you o'clock, you're like, oh, you it's lunchtime. Eat. I need to eat. It's like, well, well, are you hungry? It definitely questions that. And it, like when it was breakfast time, I was like, oh, I'm so hungry. But then I just left it and then I wasn't actually yeah. Yeah, hungry. Exactly. It's Passes. fine. And well, you don't feel tired. It's not like I was ever like, oh, I'm tired. I need to eat because I was eating enough. Yeah. So, did you guys? Uh, how many meals a day do you guys eat? Oh, now I'm eating. Five, I probably three and a snack. Three and a snack. Because I will just have three meals. I just have three. It'll yeah. be like seven or eight a.m., two p.m., and then dinner. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I don't need anything really mid morning. No, maybe just a, like a. I'd like to cut down to like two a day and stop eating dinner, but I think it's just a bit of a social thing. Like I get home and. It, eat dinner with everyone so would you eat <clears throat> breakfast eat and then post workout or something yeah and that would be it but you have to get all your calories in then oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah, I can, I yeah. she may be small but i already do that then when I eat dinner, so i should just <laughs> I have my calories in the night oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i think my the... breakfast is like <laughs> yeah a thousand calories yeah yeah, and it's not for everyone as well, like, doing that that sort of stuff, like, athletes as well, you know, they... That's why I never want I to do I think fasting is good because it... Yeah, yeah, like, someone like you could, because but, it, you know, somebody's... I mean, there's also scientific evidence to say that it's... Scientific Scientific evidence that it can't, like, <laughs> the, the way I can put it into, like, real terms is it literally puts you into beast mode, like... Wait, food? <laughs> no, fasting. Oh, fasting. Because... It like it makes you um, stronger, faster, smarter. Because when you're when you're in the wild and you like go on a bit of a while without food, your body puts itself into like no, that's gotta get some food. yeah, that's um. So they did some research and they found that especially in men that fast, not so much women, uh, when they do fast, they actually create new human growth hormone. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> when they fast, when men fast. They actually create new neurological pathways 
because uh, they think that they need them to be able to figure out how to get food. Yeah. So like when you start, when when men beast starve, meat. especially, um, they yeah they're going to beast food. Um, whereas I think because women were mainly foragers staying at the camp to like forage, they would be eating more constantly, so they don't have this. And that doesn't happen. Yeah. What doesn't happen? Yeah, it doesn't happen as much. And as well, yeah, we have different hormones and things like that to. Um, obviously we have to go through a different like reproductive cycle so we yeah. need we probably need more constant food and that's why women hold more fat for example than men um, because at any time we could potentially get pregnant so we need to hold on to that excess fat to nourish a baby is that why we want chocolate around our periods maybe yeah Almost. maybe you just um crave high calorie foods so that you can because it's like oh mm -hmm. potential and then potential baby your periods like well I'm also like you well. need to replenish the stuff yeah the iron yeah iron and you're feeling tired <laughs> and you're feeling like if you fucking look at me like that, bitch. <laughs> good times <laughs> um all right yeah cool so hopefully we've covered quite a bit of stuff um and it's not just us rambling on about yeah. <laughs> crap um yeah. hopefully we'll also be able to get like a nutritionist on the podcast at some point so if you are a nutritionist and you would be interested in telling us what we said wrong today <laughs> please come in and oh please get in contact with us because we'd love to hear from you um final thoughts um slow burn i just i like nowadays i sort of believe more in the the 80 20 rule so you know get 80 percent of your you know, mm. food from healthy sources, <laughs> vegetables, you know, lean proteins, small sources of fat, you know, nuts and stuff like that. And then you got like that 20% leeway, but don't beat yourself up about it if you have, if you mm. do have a little bit of a... Don't call it a cheat meal because it's not a cheat meal. It's your, it's your life. It's a meal. You know, it's a <laughs> it's meal. Your yeah, like no one's perfect. Yeah, no one's 100% perfect. Um, yeah, just sort of, you know. Um, mine would be number one, eat more vegetables. Like I just, like, it's so obvious. Like everyone knows vegetables are good for you. Everyone yeah. knows you should eat them. When I eat more vegetables, oh. I get diarrhea. Maybe not you, but for <laughs> most people, I'm going to say like 90% of people eat more, eat more vegetables. You might actually be allergic to some if that happens. Yeah. Like it might be not that you're eating more vegetables. It might be the vegetables that you are. You can are do like a process of elimination vegetable. and then adding things back in gradually to sort of figure out things. um and the other thing would be no size fits all like you really have to do the work and figure out which number one is the best for you uh i guess how you feel but also on top of that like mentally what's going to work for you so like there's no point in doing like always a calorie deficit if you're just hitting your head against a brick wall um you need to find something that's going to make you happy and feel positive and um actually have some longevity in your life nice and I think finding healthy alternatives to things as well. Like, you know, See, if you I love a chocolate. I totally reckon, disagree. Yeah, I just I reckon, reckon I'd rather just not eat it. Yeah, I reckon I would not really? be like, yeah, fucking hell. I don't. I'm like, fuck. I don't love a protein ball. I don't love yeah. those stupid Really? Things. Don't yeah. give me a healthy banana bread. Like, if I'm going to eat banana bread, it's going to be the real thing. Oh, I'm going to really? enjoy it. Yeah, I can't stand it. Oh, well, nothing. there you go, guys. Not yeah. everyone agrees. Like, <laughs> Like I love, I love ice cream, and like I will go have like after dinner if I'm feeling like something sweet, which is most of the time. <laughs> um, I'll go make like a like a you know a nice cream, which is like you know frozen banana, cacao, and I eat it, and I'm like, this is so delicious, and I'm yeah. feeling so healthy. I'd rather have nothing. Oh, yeah, really? I'd rather just have nothing mm. as well. Mm. 
So if I'm going to have the real thing, it's just like... Okay. But the other thing is, if we're going to have the real thing, it's going to be like quality. Like we're going to, we're going to go across the bridge and get Messina. Like yeah, I'm not, exactly. I'm not going to go get like Settle some crappy... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. not settling. Messina's an exception. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, like the other day, I think someone was like, oh, we just did a workout. And like, oh, I just want to go eat a juicy burger. I was like, that's the last thing I feel like eating after a yeah. workout. Like, I'll have a healthy burger, but... No, I would eat a burger after a workout. Oh. I could eat a burger whenever. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have, I don't really get an upset stomach. Yeah, I don't really get an upset stomach. You really put anything in there. Do I just full of proof? Yeah, no, uh, that's good. All right. Bye. See you guys next week. Have a great week. Well, that's it for today, ladies. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more of our incredible value-packed content, you can find us through these three names, at Tone, at AllGPT, and at Kayla Lee Physio on Instagram. And guys, we would love it if you could please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whichever podcast app you're using. And also leave a positive comment in the comment section. If you have any friends or family that would also love our podcast, we'd appreciate very much the recommendation. Until next time, girls, stay strong.